0: Nearly every day, my cell phone receives text messages asking me to take a survey about the upcoming election. I think I'm not alone. Polls and opinions are something that we're going to hear an awful lot about this year. For whom are you voting? Why? What are the issues that matter to you? What do you think of Biden? What do you think of Trump? What do you think? The introduction of the sermon is where the politics will stop. And I thank you for holding your boos or your clappings for whichever candidate you go for. So, the politics stop. No apologies, by the way. In the Gospels so far, the Lord Jesus has been teaching and healing His good works and signs accomplished on the Sabbath had gotten him into some hot water with the Pharisees and the lawyers. Jesus' name had become known. He had a following. Some said that Jesus was casting out demons by the prince of demons, though. Herod Antipas thought John the Baptist had been raised from the dead. Others said that Jesus was Elijah or a prophet. Our Lord Jesus Christ drew near to Caesarea Philippi, a town 25 miles north of the Sea of Galilee. There are springs there that lead to the Jordan River that flow into it. It's a very fertile region, lush. And there Jesus asked his disciples, who do men say that I am? In other words, what are people saying about me? Who do they think I am? What do they think about me? The disciples reply, Some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. Now why would they come up, the people, that is, why would they come up with those answers? Some of them seem odd. Let's address each. John the Baptist. Well, John's ministry decreased and Jesus' ministry increased basically after the baptism of our Lord. Early in Jesus' ministry, John was arrested by Herod Antipas and then beheaded. But with much preaching, teaching, and accompanying miracles, multitudes began following Jesus and word was getting around. Does Herod think John is literally raised from the dead? Perhaps. In Matthew, Jesus did did tell some Pharisees and Sadducees who were, you know, requesting a sign, Jesus says this, An evil and adulterous generation seeks for a sign, but no sign will be given to it except the sign of Jonah. Now, of course, we clearly see this pointing to our Lord's resurrection from the dead. But how would they hear it at that time? It may have been misunderstood by those listening to mean that the dead prophet John had come back. It's not the strongest viewpoint, though. It's much more likely that Herod knows that he was that he had dispatched. uh, Excuse me, that he has already dispatched John the Baptizer but that God has sent one in his place just like John, a preacher with authority who has quite the following and can't be swayed by money or power. This guy's just like John the Baptist. God has sent a fill Who do people say that I am? Some say Elijah. Now this is an intriguing one. It's rooted in the fact that Elijah didn't die, but was taken into heaven by a chariot of fire. It's mainly rooted, though, in the last book of the Old Testament, Malachi 4, 5 through 6. Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the great and awesome day of the Lord comes, and he will turn the hearts of fathers to their children and the hearts of children to their fathers lest I come and strike the land with a decree of utter destruction. So, before the day of the Lord comes, God would send Elijah. Our Lord identifies John the Baptizer as the one who prepared the way of the Lord, Matthew 11. Truly I say to you, among those born of women, there has arisen no one greater than John the Baptist, for all the prophets and the law prophesied until John. And if you are willing to accept it, he is Elijah who is to come. And upon the cross, one of the seven last words of Jesus is this. Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Some bystanders, though, thought that Jesus is calling for none other than Elijah. Others said, wait, let's see whether Elijah will come to save him. Yet Jesus acted as his own Elijah. He has accomplished all that he came to do to save us from our sins, conquer Satan, and destroy death, so that when he comes again in glory on the great and awesome last day, the day of the Lord, It will be, well, exactly that. The day of the Lord in its fullness. Maybe he is Elijah. (laughs) Who do people say that I am? Others say Jeremiah or one of the prophets. Oh, now we're digging a little deeper, huh? Jeremiah, why him? At times, the Gospels, especially Matthew, reference how the prophecies of Jeremiah are fulfilled in Jesus' earthly ministry, really in two gruesome instances. Jeremiah is quoted regarding the slaughter of the innocents in Bethlehem and how after Judas' suicide, the chief priests purchased the field of blood. But... It seems more obvious from the Gospels that Jesus has gone the way of the prophet Jeremiah and the other prophets too. He preached boldly and was rejected for it. There is at this point in the Gospels already mounting and unrelenting hostility against Jesus, especially from the religious leaders. And that's quite similar To what Jeremiah experienced. Now go read the longest book of the Bible. (laughs) Right? Okay, so we've seen some answers saying who people think Jesus to be. It's also good to examine, then, in this next section, the texts that led up to this question. Luke goes right from the feeding of the 5,000 5, right into the question, who do people say that I am? Okay? Miracle, bread, wilderness, who do people say that I am? It almost is like, who did I just show you who I was? Right? In Matthew and Mark, though, Jesus miraculously fed the 4,000 with seven loaves of bread, a few small fish. The Pharisees and the Sadducees then test Jesus by asking him for a sign from heaven. After he just did that. It's like, open your eyes, folks. Only the sign of Jonah would be given. And Jesus then warns the disciples, who, by the way, were upset because they forgot to bring bread on the boat. Right? What are we going to do for food? And then Jesus warns them about the leaven of the Pharisees and Sadducees. You see, the disciples don't seem to get it. But it's Mark, and Mark alone, that has another account before this question comes up. Immediately before the question, it's the two-step healing of the blind man. It's one of the weirdest miracles because it's two steps, right? Jesus led the blind man out of the village by the hand, spit on his eyes, and asked him, Do you see anything? And he looked up and said, I see people, but they look like trees walking. And then does Jesus say, Oh, shucks, I didn't do it. No, I mean, he does this for a reason, right? Then Jesus laid his hands on his eyes again, and he opened his eyes, his sight was restored, and he saw everything clearly. Remember, he said, I see people, but they look like trees. The healing seems to be a type of what's happening right up until then. Jesus has done all things well. I mean, he just fed 5,000, know, just fed 4,000, and then give us a sign, Right? That the people have only gone from blindness and darkness complete to partial sight at best. Their vision is quite blurred. They see Jesus, but they don't see him clearly. Who do men say that I am? John the Baptist? Elijah? Jeremiah, one of the prophets? It's fuzzy, isn't it? They're starting to see a bit better, but they ain't quite there, are they? Jesus looks like a tree, not a man. So how will their sight be restored? How are you to see Jesus clearly? After all, it's basically Jesus' next question. First, he asks what others are saying about him. Who do men say that I am? What are people saying, right? But the real question at hand is this. But who do you say that I am? It won't do to follow the crowd or whatever that anti-Jesus religious leaders were saying. To you, disciples, God asks, what do you think of Jesus? By a miraculous act of God, St. Peter replied for the disciples and for the church of all ages, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus answered him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my heavenly Father. Father who is in heaven, right? While Peter is commended by our Lord, It's truly the Heavenly Father who revealed this to Peter. That's the way it is for you and for me. Jesus could perform miracles before our very eyes. Turn five or seven loaves into enough for thousands. And we'd say, give us another sign. I'm just not sure yet. He can teach marvelous things. But without the gracious working of the Holy Spirit, we'd remain deaf to his teachings and blind to seeing him rightly. Yet the Holy Spirit, through the very gospel of Jesus Christ, calls you to faith, to belief, to trust Jesus and confess him and his Father. At that time... Jesus commanded his disciples to tell no one that he was the Christ. That's odd, right? This supposed messianic secret comes across as very strange to us Great Commission Christians. But the Great Commission in the book of Acts comes after Matthew 16. It's after Christ has completed his work. For you only see the true Christ, the Son of God, and the Son of Man. Note Peter's confession. You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. But what does he say about the man Jesus? You only see the true Christ, the Son of God, and the Son of Man, by seeing the man suspended on the tree. So after you see the tree, then you see Christ rightly. That's the preaching that is to go out to all the nations. And that's where we end tonight. We learned what people were saying about Jesus and why they might have thought that Jesus was John the Baptist, Elijah, etc., we learned about the context leading up to this question. Miraculous feedings that show who Jesus is as the God-man who feeds his hungry people in the wilderness. Yet the disciples were still in the dark. And the leaven, the hypocrisy, and rejection of the religious leaders certainly had them blind to our Lord. And then a blind man has his eyes Spit upon. Now, normally, we'd take someone spitting in our face as complete rejection, a sign of shame, disgust, and disgusting, isn't it? Then, though, the man sees trees, and we see our Savior, Jesus after having been spit upon and utterly rejected by the religious leaders and abandoned by his only partially sighted disciples. We see Jesus on the tree, indistinguishable without it. It's only after seeing our king crucified on the tree that we can then answer the question, what do you say about me? Who do you think that I am? Amen.